0: to the latest installment of the International Accounting Education Standards Board's audio podcast. My name is Keith Bowman, Chair of the IAESB Consultative Advisory Group, and I'll be the moderator for today's discussion. This podcast provides an overview of the IAESB's meeting held in Mexico City from November 1 to 3, 2017. Joining me today are IAESB Chair Chris Austin and Education Board members Anne-Marie Vitali, Isaac Juguna, and David Simcoe. Thanks, and welcome to all of you. We will begin with Education Board Chair Chris Austin and ask him to make a few general remarks before Anne-Marie discusses the Board's project plan on information and communications technology.
1: Thank you, Keith. It was great to be in Mexico City. We were very warmly welcomed by the Instituto de Mexico uh, Contadores Pública, which I'm probably not saying right, but that's the Mexican Institute for Chartered Accountants. Uh, We had some fantastic discussions with them, with colleagues from around the Central and South American region, and with young professionals. Um, We've got a, a full agenda on the board, and I'll let my colleagues, uh, pick out the highlights in a moment, um, but we're well into our uh, new uh, strategy period um, and we've got uh, a lot of things on our agenda. I think the key issue that came out of the discussions in Mexico was what is the accountant of the future going to look like, where will he or she be recruited from, what kind of broader skills will they need, and how can the accounting profession compete with other professions? So it was a really, really valuable discussion. Fantastic to be in Mexico, seeing the resilience of the city and the people bouncing back after its earthquake. And a big, big thanks to IMCP for hosting us so warmly. Let, let me acknowledge uh, a number of board members who are reappointed for a second term. YK Arn from Korea, Rachel Banfield, Elizabeth Gamy both from the UK, Siddhartha Utama from Indonesia, Susan St. Amant from the US, and Manil Jayasinga from Sri Lanka. Uh, Let me also welcome back uh, Anne-Marie, reappointed as deputy chair. Back to you, Keith.
0: Okay, thank you, Chris. Let's turn now to Anne-Marie Vitale, ICT task force chair, who will discuss the board's work in developing a project plan on information and communications technology. Anne-Marie?
2: Thank you, Keith. The board discussion on the information and communications technology or ICT project plan was active and included thought-provoking dialogue around the impact of ICT on the accounting profession and potential ways in which the board can respond with the public interest top of mind. The literature review that was led by Jacqueline Burke from the University of Queensland and the results of our initial ICT skills survey were presented. These initial information gathering activities provided evidence that the five elements of ICT identified were aligned with academic and professional literature and the voice of our stakeholders. The five elements of ICT for reference purposes are business acumen, behavioral competence, digital acumen, data interrogation, synthesis and analysis, and communication. And these five ICT elements are used to guide the task force's discussions and outreach activities. The project plan was approved by the board and consists of two objectives. First, obtain sufficient evidence through information gathering activities to evaluate whether the current IESs are fit for purpose in the digital age. Second, recommend standards development activities that are responsive to the needs of stakeholders. The board approved the project plan, which has an aggressive time period acknowledgement of the benefits in responding timely. Keith, back to you.
0: Thank you, Anne-Marie. I will now ask Isaac Zaguna, Implementation Support Work Group Chair, to update us on the progress of the board's work to support
3: the implementation of the IESs. One of the focus areas of uh, the IAESB's strategy, the current strategy, uh, strategy 2017-2021, uh, is to assess critical implementation challenges on IESs and uh, develop support material uh, to stakeholders that will enhance the awareness and adoption of uh, international education standards. And uh, to this end, uh, the board has established an implementation support work group uh, comprising uh, current uh, board members and uh, technical advisors uh, to assist the board monitor developments and uh, stakeholders' feedback and uh, make a decision on uh, implementation support guidance that require uh, enhancements uh, and those that uh, require to be withdrawn, and further, areas that uh, new implementation support guidance uh, may be required. And uh, so far, this work group has um, achieved some milestones, uh, one of which is uh, the preparation of uh, an inventory. Now, this is a consolidation of uh, the various support materials that are available that have been developed by the board, and these include videos, publications, and uh, study guides. And uh, in addition, the work group has um, identified those support materials that require to be prioritized in terms of uh, maintenance. Uh, the work group has also uh, developed a working framework. And uh, this framework uh, involves uh, engagement with the stakeholders as part of the gathering of input uh, to guide the maintenance project. And also the work group will uh, get engaged in market scans to identify significant global developments that may necessitate a review or development of new uh, implementation guidance. Uh, turning to the, April, uh, sorry, the November 2017 uh, meeting uh, that was held in uh, Mexico, the work group did uh, make uh, presentations to the board and the CAG on um, a criteria uh, for evaluating input from stakeholders and um, assessing whether that input uh, requires maintenance of the current implementation support material. And uh, this criteria broadly uh, looks at uh, both the extant implementation guidance and uh, reviews the trigger points for a maintenance project on current implementation guidance. In addition, uh, this criteria also focuses on uh, gaps that may necessitate the development of new implementation guidance. And uh, in terms of the gaps, we are looking at alignment of um, the current implementation guidance with the existing uh, IESs and uh, identifying those that uh, may require to be revised or enhanced or even withdrawn in order to ensure that whatever new implementation support material is developed is aligned to the IESs and continues to provide uh, feedback uh, to the stakeholders. In terms of uh, this project, the maintenance project, the implementation support work group will uh, also be able to engage uh, other professionals uh, from various parts of the world on an ad hoc basis, on a project-to-project basis as uh, ad hoc members of uh, the work group to assist and provide uh, further guidance and um, guidance in terms of the feedback from various parts of the world so that whatever implementation guidance is globally uh, accepted and uh, of use to our wide uh, stakeholders in addition uh, the work group uh, undertook a stakeholder engagement forum uh, with the Mexican Institute the, the IFAC member body IMCP and uh, the purpose of this uh, engagement with the IMCP was to receive their feedback on their general implementation experience in terms of the IESs, uh, any challenges that uh, they might be facing, and uh, useful learning lessons that, provide go- that could provide good practice examples uh, to other implementers of IESs in other parts of the world. And uh, we did identify some very good uh, experiences in terms of uh, even the development of uh, an enhanced code of ethics that includes requirements for trainers on ethics and also penalties. unethical uh, behavior Uh, they also pointed out uh, a few challenges particularly in terms of assessment of learning outcomes for IES 4 uh, which are basically on behavioral competencies covering professional skepticism ethics and attitudes and that is something that uh, we shall be compiling a report and advising the board in the April 2018 meeting in uh, Nairobi in addition Uh, We did uh, present a report on um, web analytics data that we received from the IFA Communications Group, giving an overview of uh, stakeholder interest and access to implementation guidance that is available on the website. And uh, this, indeed, uh, the data confirmed that stakeholders are, indeed, uh, they value the implementation guidance based on the hits across board, and uh, we also identified some implementation guidance that were more popular uh, to our stakeholders so we are analyzing this data deeper to identify who are our main uh, users uh, their reasons for accessing particular implementation support material and why some implementation support material may not be very popular in which case we might need to review their usefulness moving forward Uh, This work group has very clear deliverables uh, for the April uh, 2018 meeting and beyond, one of which is to develop drafting principles for implementation guidance to ensure that there is some element of consistency and and coherence in terms of how we draft implementation guidance. Uh, Secondly, uh, the work group is continuing with some uh, informal stakeholder engagements in various parts of the world. We have uh, brought in um, current board advisors and uh, technical advisors from various parts of the world. And uh, the current uh, stakeholder engagement is uh, taking place in uh, Lebanon, USA, United Kingdom, Sri Lanka, Japan, and Australia. And the main purpose of this engagement, which is taking place between now and March next year, is to just get a feel of the experiences of uh, the implementers of the IESs in those respective countries. Any uh, uh, guiding or good practice examples that we can learn and advise the other PAOs, and also implementation challenges that the board may need to address through enhancement of current implementation guidance. Finally, we shall also be looking at the further web analytics, as I've just mentioned, um, to try and gauge who are our main users of this uh, guidance material uh, in terms of their diversity and isolate any implementation support material that not, may not be very, very useful uh, to our stakeholders uh, out there. Then we also mentioned that uh, in terms of prioritizing our work and uh, the implementation support material that is required to be withdrawn, we have, uh, as part of the work group uh, deliverables, embarked on a project to uh, assess the usefulness and relevance of certain key implementation guidance material particularly uh, those that relate to IES-4, and see whether there are gaps that need to be addressed, for instance, in assessment of learning outcomes for professional ethics. And uh, we shall give a comprehensive report to the board come the April uh, 2018 uh, meeting. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for that update, Isaac. Next, I'll ask IAESB member, David Simcoe to share with us the latest news on the project to improve the application of professional skepticism. Dave?
4: Thank you, Keith. Um, The board started off their discussion reflecting on some of the key observations coming out of a literature review uh, effort that was completed by Dr. Sri Ramamorte from the University of Dayton and Dr. Audrey Gramling from Colorado State University. Uh, this informed the board's discussion on the most important skills and competencies contributing to the exercise of professional skepticism, as well as providing some recommendations as to where we might go from here. In addition, we had feedback from two surveys that had been completed and summarized at that point. One from the Public Accounting in Business Committee and a oh, Professional Accountants in Business Committee, and the second from. The Global Accounting Alliance Education Directors, and as a result of uh, this outreach that we had were able to share during the meeting, the Board identified four areas of activities going forward uh, the first to continue. Uh, to expand our outreach to key stakeholders on the subject of professional skepticism and to help identify and validate the role of the Education Board in helping to improve uh, the exercise of professional skepticism. Two, we want to take advantage of the literature review uh, report we received and spin off some publications slash thought leadership uh, opportunities to share some of the great insights that came from that academic research review. Uh, Three, we want to step back and start to reflect on whether some of the information we're gathering, both as part of the academic research as well as the surveys that we've received so far, uh, and assess whether there are opportunities to improve reference to the learning outcomes in our extant education standards uh, that support uh, the application of professional skepticism and then finally, I, I think we acknowledged an opportunity to collect some of the great practices out there around the world, both in the context of uh, initial professional development, IPD, and continuing professional development, CPD, and, and share that back to the practice of the good things that organizations are already doing uh, to help build the skills necessary to improve our exercise of professional skepticism. So a lot of good input, a lot of good activities we have identified going forward, and we look forward to future discussions with the board and others on this important topic. Back to you, Keith.
0: Thank you, Dave. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that information. Chris, before we conclude this podcast, would you like to provide some concluding
1: remarks? Thank you, Keith. Yeah, we've got got a lot of important issues uh, being worked on in the board as part of our strategy, the the overall um, direction is to look at standards development. How how do we make the uh, international education standards and the support material that Isaac's referred to uh, relevant and helpful for professional member bodies and for the individual professional accountants so that they've got the competent skills they need to be able to give the public confidence that the profession is able to deal with all of the challenges it's facing now and that are coming along the track. Central to how we do this um, is our creative approach to stakeholder engagement and communications. Uh, We're broadening, as you've heard, broadening the the way that we draw on expertise, the way we consult and listen to people. And it was fantastic in Mexico to be able to do that with a wide range of stakeholders, some we already knew, but others that were uh, were, were new to us. We've got a challenge about whether or not to keep the revised standards as they are for a period so they can be bed down, or make some small but valuable changes that would enhance their relevance and impact for the profession. And I think these are, this is an important issue the board will be addressing in the, in the coming months. Um, our inclination is to be quicker to market rather than too cautious, because we think it's really important to have uh, most relevant material for um, stakeholders, and that's the demand that we're receiving. Uh, I can't finish uh, without paying tribute to you, Keith. You stepped down as chair of the consultative advisory group after three years. You've brought a career time of experience and expertise to the CAG and our deliberations. Uh, On behalf of all of us, I'd like to record my gratitude for all your contributions, and I'm delighted that you're still going to be involved. Thank you.
0: That is very kind of you. Thank you, Chris. This concludes the November 2017 edition of the Education Board's audio podcast. I'd like to extend my appreciation to IAESB Chair Chris Austin and Board Members Anne-Marie Vitali, Isaac Jaguna, and Dave Simcoe for joining us. The next meeting of the IASB CAG will convene in Nairobi, Kenya, April 16 and 17, 2018. The IASB board uh, meeting will also be held in Nairobi on April 18 through the 20th. All CAG and Education Board meetings are open and members of the public may register as observers. Registration for this closes one week before the first day of each meeting to allow time for attendees to be registered with security personnel. More information, including multimedia resources like videos and webcasts, is available on our website, www.iaesb.org. To locate our podcasts, go to the meetings page of the Education Board website, or visit iTunes and search for IFAC Accountancy Podcast. I'm Keith Bowman. It has been my pleasure to serve as chair of the CAG. Thank you for listening and please join us again in April 2018.